Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Welcome everyone to uh, Spurs 9501. We have today two special guests here. One, Cam from Spurs 9501. I have Terry from Vermont. And we have Stephen Kim from Houston Spurs. Um, haven't seen Stephen for a long, long time. It's been a couple of years since last time he, he was actually on the channel. But Terry's a regular here. So uh, welcome, guys. Um, good day today, isn't it? I mean, it didn't start off that way. Newcastle uh, came to Tottenham and uh, um, came on a very high. Just to start off, what I'll say is that they were saying that uh, um, if the season had started on January the 1st, we would be second and Newcastle would be fifth. So they came with a pretty strong record um, to Tottenham. And, you know, without sort of like um, record of winning, losing, winning, losing, nobody really knew what would have happened. So, Stephen, why don't you kick us off with your impression of the, of the, of the start of the game? Yeah, I was uh, very nervous as normal <laughs> as a Spurs fan. But the uh, two-week layoff definitely added to that. Uh, I thought we were in good form prior to the break. And that break, as always, seems to come at the wrong time. And so I was, you know, predicting something closer, maybe 2-1, us, or maybe even a draw, uh, just not knowing how uh, fatigue uh, comes into play. You know, Sonny's been playing in Asia, and he's having to come back and forth. And then suddenly you go from two matches with a different group of teammates back to what you, where you were two weeks ago. Can they regain that form, et cetera? Mm. And so uh, I think, obviously, the first half uh, gave – me credence to um, have doubts about how we can uh, get back to form after that break. Right. Something was said at halftime that obviously Let's triggered. Come on to the second half because something. obviously that in itself is a t- it's like a separate game. Terry, your, your feelings at the beginning of the game. What were your? How did you feel about it? Or what were your? What were you? How did you feel uh, before the game coming into it? Did you think we would um would turn them over? I, I I thought we were going to come away with the three points. Um, I was hoping for uh, to really pump up our, our goal differential. Um, and and uh, I, I was wondering if uh, the international break was going to uh, be a problem for us or if that was something that could work to our advantage. I really wasn't sure. Uh, I, I heard Antonio Conte say he was um, he would have rather that we didn't have the break. So that was making me a little bit nervous, you know, Uh oh, you know, um, coach doesn't like it. Maybe maybe this isn't such a good thing. But, um, uh, you know, I, I was what if I was most nervous and apprehensive about about anything, it was who was going to show up today? Were we going to just squeak it out and get three points? Or are we, we going to continue with this upward trajectory? OK. I mean, a good point there because uh, um, uh, Stephen and Terry both you can both come in here. The we started off pretty slow. I thought Kane wasn't at the races. Son didn't look bit looked a bit lethargic. And if it hadn't been for the for Betancourt and Romero and the way that they played in the, in the midfield and the defence, I thought we could have been overrun. I mean, we could have very easily in half an hour been two 0 down. What's your how's your views on that first half an hour? Well, because, um. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I, I just uh, right when it started, I thought, oh boy, we're not gonna we're not gonna pump up our goal differential like I thought. This is this is gonna be maybe a, a real lackluster game. Um, you know, I, I, I when I saw the matchup between Romero and uh, Saint Maximin, 
I thought, okay, hopefully we just beat them up, you know, and get very physical on them. And, uh, and, and, and luckily we did. So I thought Romero had such a good game. He was so physical. He, he, you know, um, he just jumped right back into things. And, and I think maybe his physicality, his momentum, his desire to win, his, his toughness kind of wore off on the other players, maybe a little bit, you know, Um, really kind of set the tone. And, um, and, and because at first I thought it would be lackluster, but, but it didn't last for too long. Yeah. Then what about, what you, I would like to talk about the beginning, what, you, what your feelings were in the first half now, but also about the first Newcastle goal, because um, one of your favourite players, obviously, Son was, uh, could be seen as a culprit in that. What do you think? Uh, so, yeah, that, to be honest, I was actually looking away from the screen when uh, the foul had occurred. So I, I couldn't uh, crucify him like I normally ha- would have. Uh, one thing I did notice, though, that bothered me with uh, Loris was uh, when they showed the replay of the uh, free kick, um, it just seemed like Loris was uh, too centrally located um, along the line. Uh, obviously, you have your wall on one side, and then in theory, the goalie should be on the other side. Otherwise, there's no point of a wall. Yeah. It was like he was defending a uh, penalty kick mm. as a, that was down the middle as opposed to an angled free kick. Yeah. Yeah. And so just that one yard or so that he was too much to the middle, had he been shaded one yard to his left, that would have been deflected and hopefully, you know, hopefully out of play. And then it's 0-0 zero, zero maybe at halftime. And so, um, you know, those first three minutes, we were on the back end. And I was wondering, you know, what the hell is this? What, what we're coming to after a two-week break? Is it going to be one of those games? You know, usually we could tell us first. It's yeah. going to be one of those games. But then just like how, you know, just how, you know, the term Spursy can also be positive in this way where we look like crap initially. We're yeah. down 1-0. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get a, an equalizer that I was not expecting at that time. I, I, I expected an equalizer at some point. I just mm-hmm. thought maybe it'd be the 60th minute or something. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think it was crucial for us to get into halftime uh, 1-1. And then that gave us something to build on. And obviously we built four goals off of that. So then, talking about that equalizer, I mean, there was some, I mean, we, we know that, Loris has made a big mistake in that goal. I don't, I don't, I mean, whether we like it or not, should have been whatever his positioning was. He did get a hand to it. You expect a keeper like, like, like Loris to save that, um, especially on that, on the, on that side. As you say, the ball goes over the wall and dips down because it was so close to, to the goal. Very hard, difficult to get over that wall and down from that distance. And the only position they had to score was what was the one that Loris should have had covered. Um, yeah. but I mean, I thought the team just woke up straight after that goal. We seemed to be asleep up until then. And then Son was on fire because he ran and ran with that ball. And he almost, you know, he basically got that corner with his um, with, with, with his tenacity. Uh, and that ball he put in for Davis was pretty... Why don't we put more... What I would like to ask you guys is we saw, in effect, a first goal from a set play. I mean, I know we didn't score from the corner, but it started from that corner. And then he put in that cross, beautiful ball that, you know, just needed that, that header from Davis to, to get us that goal. I mean, we don't do enough of that, surely. Would you say that, Terry? Well, uh, yeah, I, I think I think we try to. I, I think that's that's where we lack quality. 
um, where we don't have uh, the, the best balls going into the box. Um, yet I, I, you know, uh, we traded, got rid of uh, Kieran Trippier. I thought he was great at doing that. You know, uh, we lost Erickson. He was great at doing that. And um, I mean, I think, I think we, we would, would be great to get somebody that, that can put it, the ball in the middle of the box. No, more yeah, I agree. I mean, so what I'm going to do now is we're going to move on to the second half. So Conte goes in, uh, 1-1. Um, you know, we could have been 2-1 down. It could have gone either way. We had a few chances earlier on. Harry had a snapshot in the first half. Uh, Son had a, go, had a go. He could have passed it to Kulisevsky, and it would have been a, a sideward pass to another player who was running on the ball. That could have been another goal. But, you know, 1-1. Conte obviously does his magic. Second half, let rip Steven because that second half was nothing like the first half. It was like a different team came out. Yeah, uh, one thing that I noticed, uh, maybe not specifically second half, but throughout the match, was that uh, our you know with our three center backs, uh, we constantly had one or even two of them pushing forward uh, near the top of the box. Yeah, and so that gave me some confidence that we're going after the match. Uh, it didn't give me much confidence in defense, but. Yeah, fortunately for us, uh, you know, Joe Linton was a no-show, even though he, we're the only team that he seemingly shows up for. Um, obviously, Kulusevsky, to me, dominated the second half. Um, whether it was on the counter or in build-up play, Kulusevsky's got his fingerprints all over our attack. Um, I like the confidence he has in his dribbling skills and passing skills at the top of the box. Um, where there might be congested areas against a uh, parked bus, so to speak. Uh, we've obviously all know that the last five years or so, whenever we do play a defense that you know has eight packed in the box, we struggle mightily to get through that. Um, I believe because we don't have too many uh, dribblers that can just beat guys one versus two or one versus one. Kulu, to me, is one of those guys. And then he's always able to find the correct guy to pass to. Whether the pass gets there or not because the box is congested, who knows? But to me, he has that uh, sense and awareness of who to pass to better than maybe even Kane. At the very least, he's second best. You know, Kane's operating with more time and space from midfield, Mm -hmm. which sounds strange, but he's not making those passes in a congested area at the box. You know, he's looking to score. And so I think Kulusevsky's unlocked an element to our attack that we've been searching for, you know, at, at the nice. wing spot. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, Lucas doesn't provide that. Uh, you know, Bergie hasn't. And so, you know, I, I, you could argue it's something that Deli Ali might have done six years ago, yeah. but hasn't found. And so we may have found something similar in Kulu. So, Terry, you tell, tell me what was your, you know, there you are sitting there thinking, here comes the second half, what are we going to get? We're going to lose this, we're going to win this, and then a different, would you say a totally different team came out? Um, well, I mean, we've been so hot and cold, uh, so it was this, it was the hot team that came out, you know, uh, and, 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 and in the last, last what, eight, eight or nine games, we've just been on, off and on so much. Uh, what I, I I liked seeing that that little bit of tension going into the tunnel right at the end of the first half, I thought okay you know we're not being complacent you know we're not 
just gonna go in and have a ho-hum, you know, halftime talk, maybe mm-hmm. somebody's fired up, some, some, somebody's agitated. And, and so that, that got me thinking, maybe we're going to see it a different uh, second half. Um, and I was, I think I was saying to you guys, um, you know, during, during the game, this might be a really big halftime talk for Antonio Conte, you know, because, we need to see this momentum. That's three games in a row that we've won, and I'm not sure when we've seen that. Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, like, have we won three games in a row this season yet? I, I'm I really think it not was sure. When he started, no, maybe yeah. I think he drew. Oh his right, first. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the very yes, okay. Since he first got here, right, okay. But what's that's you know yeah. four or five months ago. Um, well, I, I mean, absolutely right. I mean, it's interesting. But let me just say, Stephen, I couldn't I couldn't agree more with with what you said about Kulu. I mean, I, I think you got it spot on, um, and I just think you summarized uh, his contribution so far. Just, just totally hit the nail on the head there. Right. So there we go. We've got we're in a situation where Doherty scores, uh, even even uh, Emerson Royale scores, <laughs> and uh, I mean Sons. I mean, well, that was a great goal. And then we you got should have Bergwijn. had two. Yeah, you yeah. should have had. Oh, you should yeah. have had two. Uh, we got Bergwijn. Uh, coming, bringing, uh, as I said, hoping he'll bring his uh, Netherlands form to Spurs. And, uh, I mean, I don't think he could have missed that, could he? I mean, that was such a great <laughs> run and the ball through to him. So, we, you know, it seems to me that Conte's got what he wants, which is his fullbacks running forward and actually getting goals. That must have made him happy, right, Stephen? Yeah, I, I was also listening to, after the match, the punditry from uh, Sky Sports. And so... They were talking about the in Conti system, the fullbacks interlink with each other, uh, crossing from fullback to fullback and bypassing the central areas of the midfield. And so what that essentially does tactically is it makes Kulu shade inside more. And yeah. so we've got more guys who the defense has to account for in the box when we've got two fullbacks that are bombing forward. And so... You know, it's a numbers game inside the box. Usually the def- defense is going to outnumber, plus the goalie is yeah. going to outnumber your attack yeah. unless you expose yourself like Man City does. And so um, just having those two fullbacks being able to bomb forward gives us numbers in the box that tactically we seemingly never had under Mourinho. Mar- How many times with Mourinho, because we played counter, it was just Son and Kane versus eight guys, yeah. the teeth of the defense and the goalie. And then the refs, you aren't going to call penalties for us. Yeah. Or, you know, VAR. We're playing against VAR as well. So it was the Sun and Kane against the world. Uh-huh. And so uh, I think Conte's, you know, just switching to, uh, you know, five in the back, if you consider the fullbacks in the back, um, just gives us more flexibility tactically in defense and uh, attack. Uh, I, you could argue we could upgrade at those positions. But imagine if we did have upper echelon players. Oh yeah, yeah. Um bombing forward who who are um what's the word uh, balanced in attack and defense. Uh it seems like right now we've got some who's better in attack, better in defense and so it's you have to choose wisely based on matchups who to play. But if we could have flexible ones then, well, we've got uh, the yo. most flexible player in the Premier League, which is Harry Kane. He can play, mm. a, he can be, you know, uh, he, he can play maker, he can be, he can be everything. <laughs> I mean, a guy is, you know, today he didn't score, but he could have got the man of the match award. Terry, mm-hmm. talk, I know we're going to talk about this, but I want you to talk me through what was your favourite goal in the second half and, and why. 
Okay, no problem. Uh, it, it was Doherty's. And because, Stephen, I, I think you've made a really interesting point about the, the, the two wings, you know, coming forward and, and playing across the field to one another. I think that's a new, uh, a new characteristic that Antonio Conte brings into our attack. And I have to say, I, uh, I, I, think, I think who's really good at that is, is uh, Doherty. I think he has the ability to play those mm-hmm. balls because we saw him and um, Royale, I think, link up for a goal uh, mm-hmm. not too far back. And that's when the first time I thought, boy, I don't remember seeing that anytime recently. And that might be a new aspect that Conte is bringing to the game. And to hear you say that the punditry on Sky Sports is mentioning that, I think is really interesting because it just, for me, it confirms that's something new that we have in our attack. And I think Doherty's good at that. I think he's got the ability to play the long balls. And I think he's got the, the ability to crash into the, the, the goal box and get on the end of those things. And we saw it today. And that was my favorite goal. It was just, you know, that effort. Well, my, I'm going to tell you about my favorite goal. My favorite goal was actually Son's goal because I like the way the link-up played beforehand, the way that we, we moved that ball and ripped Newcastle to pieces. Yep. The three or four moves that took place yep. um, was just sublime. I mean, some of those balls that were just passed around uh, around the box to get to Son in that, in that position where he finds himself on the uh, penalty spot with enough time to be able to place that ball. I mean, that, 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 was, some, that was some beautiful football. I, I love the fact that we get, to, we get to talk about which one of our <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then we, there's no consensus uh, man of the match either. You could no. pick three, three or four guys, Romero, Kane, Kulu. Yeah. Oh, and and, how about the subs? The substitutions were great. Yeah. Lucas you know, assisted Lucas to uh, Bergie. Yeah. Um, and Lucas gets the assist for, for Bergie. Uh, Winksy comes on and gets a shot on goal. Yeah. Right? I mean, they all contributed really importantly. I mean, yeah. it was a yeah. good game. What about your favorite goal? None of those two, Stephen. You're not. Uh, two uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I might even say uh, Bergvine's goal. Um, because of the reason he said, uh, I think in this run-in, it's, we're going to need extra help yeah. outside of our attacking three. And, you know, that extra help is obviously Lucas and Bergvine. Mm-hmm. You know, and as has been mentioned, uh, Bergvine's been in good form with the uh, Netherlands. Um, yeah. You know, with, with that draw coming out on Friday, maybe he realizes, okay, I have to step up my game if I want to actually be in this easy, you know, the easy draw that they got in Group A. Yeah. And so maybe that lit a fire under him. Yep. We're like, okay, I've got a chance, but I, I also have to step it up and give the gaffer a reason to play me, you know, at least 20 minutes a game. He's not going to ever play him ahead of Kulusevsky, though, is he? Let's say so. Yeah, not at this rate. Not this and so. Okay. So good game. We're all very happy. Here we are. We got, but uh, we had eight cup finals to go. We've won the first one. We've got, no, we had nine. We've got eight more to go. <laughs> right. And next week is Aston Villa. Then we have, I think, Brighton at home. And then we are away to Brentford. So there's three games. Must win, guys. We could win yes. this way. What, what's your take? Next three yeah, games. Yeah, I think we get nine points out of that, given that, you know, when I look at, uh, we have, Arsenal's got two games in hand. Mm. I'm just, I look at it from a viewpoint, assuming, oh, assuming, assuming that they get six. Uh, yeah, I know in England they they don't really account for it as much. Yeah, they'll say that we're tied in fourth, 
But from my viewpoint, yeah, I don't know if it's an American viewpoint or what, but I consider that six points down. Love yeah, it. it could be zero, it could be three, it could be four. Yeah, and some I'm so combination. Glad you're, so, you're, you're so positive there, Stephen. <laughs> but Very we need to have that mentality yeah. that we need to get three each time. Terry, three games um, coming up: Villa, Villa, Br- Brighton, and Brentford. What do you expect? I expect nine points. Uh, mm. I, we have to have it. Um, you know, I, I, we're 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 not in a good situation now because we are dependent on teams dropping points. Um, so uh, that means we can't, you know. Um, I'll be honest. I thought it was over. top four was a bit of a stretch for us. I can't believe we're sitting fourth now with this many games to play still, you know. Um, there's a lot of points uh, on the table right now. Wait, I'm going to ask you something here. If we had won the games against Southampton and Wolves at home that we were expected to win, we would right now be above Chelsea. Yep. What do you think of that? Uh, I think that's... Uh, is, there, is that something we're going to regret? Big, big yeah. regrets? I regret it. What about you, Steve? On <laughs> the first one, too, in our little you know, WhatsApp chat, Every time we drop points, I'm you know I'm just adding them up and saying these are you know 15 points or something, you know even early on in the season you know it's a, let's call it September October, drop you know let's say we draw Burnley or something at home, I'm like we're gonna rue these points come May when we're looking at the table the run in and all that stuff and like damn if we had these. You know, let's let's say we get half of those points that we. The, took the, the reason why I mentioned those two games because they're two teams at home that you would expect any top four team to beat. Right? Yeah, they, they, I believe that Arsenal beat them. I believe the Chelsea beat them. I believe at home, uh, Liverpool and Manchester City beat them. And that if we had real top four aspirations, we needed to win those two games. Because let me put one more thing to you: we have one game which is away to Liverpool yet. Mm-hmm. What do you expect from that? Terry, I mean, you know, I I I I, I don't have my head in the sands. You know, beat them. Just... we could beat them. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, of course. Yeah, we we could beat them. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a really good game to watch. Um, we, I mean, I, I, I am I going to be blown away if we come away with three points? No. I mean, like, would we deserve the win if we came away with it? Yeah, I think so. Um. But, you know, I mean, the odds are going to be against us. People know that. But we, um, but put another we thing to you then, guys. Stephen, we beat City, lose to Burnley, and then go and beat City again. How do you feel about that? It, yeah, it, part of it's uh, just stylistically. Um, you know, as we know, we match up well against Spurs because uh, the Pep doesn't like to, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, park he the bus. He plays a high line, and we can get exactly, the- which plays into our hands. So he, you know, as people say, he's naive tactically when he plays against us, well, especially you know with Son. Table, so. <laughs> yeah, it is just that uh, we're a bo- we're a bogey team, and yeah, you know, he has one way to play, and that just coincidentally fits with what we want them to play. Um, regarding Liverpool, I, I have a feeling we need we'll need three points. Um, am I optimistic? <laughs> As always, no. Um, I, I do think one is, you know, a good result. Whether that's enough, but that might be those two points between one to three points. That very well could be the difference between us, you know, finishing top four or not. 
Yeah. I mean, they're, I think their defense might be vulnerable. I, I, um, and then um, we're, we're such a becoming really, you know, quite the powerhouse in terms of scoring goals right now. And we're not giving up a lot. I mean, yeah. it, it's, uh, you know, we can definitely come up with a few points. Did uh, Liverpool play us when it was Mourinho in charge earlier this draw. year? No, we yeah, we, uh, draw. draw. We had two, two, two. It wasn't yeah, Mourinho. Uh, Mourinho left last season. It was Conte. Uh, Conte. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not Mourinho. Yeah, was it? Uh, Conte. Conte was. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. We drew two two. It was a good game. We could have won it too. I've already forgotten that manager we had before uh, Conte, between Mourinho. Yeah. Daniel Levy wanted it that way, I think. Uh, yeah. That never happened. All right, let's not move on to my final other question. manager. Yeah. <laughs> final question to you guys. Final question to you guys. Well, two questions. One is I'm going to, you mentioned the manager and Conte. What Conte's been saying recently is it's taken me five months. Now they're finally listening to me. Now they finally get what I want. Is that what we saw today? And will we see more of that? And are we now seeing a manager who's more at ease with his team and a manager who looks like he's going to hang around for a bit? Terry? I, I think so. I think so. And, and, and you know, what do I know? I'm, I'm not in the dressing room. You know, I'm not part of the inner circle. But one, one thing I did hear the commentators uh, today talking about uh, that was coming out of the club is um, that complacency is, is the enemy or, 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 you know, overconfidence is the enemy. And, I wonder if that's the message that, uh, that Antonio Conte has been trying to get through. I, I think what we struggled with as a club, as a team, was this expectation like, oh, we're supposed to be a top four team. You know, um, how come we're not winning more? And I think he's like maybe just sort of erased that mindset and that thing with, you know, oh, it, it pays to struggle. You know what I mean? Um, maybe that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what he was getting at a little bit. And then this, this, this attitude of, of, you know, we can't be complacent, you know, like, I hope, I hope this, this, this victory today is wiped out of our memory and we're just moving on to the next big challenge in front of us. And that might be the kind of imprint he's talking about that, that he's put on the team right now, that whatever happened in the last game is over and we have another massive challenge in front of us in the next game. And you got to keep believing you win every single time rather than, Oh, we're supposed to win. We're not supposed to win. You know that kind of wishy-washy stuff. Mm-hmm. I think is gone now. Let's hope. Stephen, let me ask you because remember last time we spoke, I think that Mourinho was still in charge. That's how long it's been since you've been on. <laughs> um, and you were a pretty big Mourinho fan. How do you feel about Conte? Do you like him? Is the best manager we could have got? Would you let somebody else? What's your view? Yeah, um, given the timing, you know, when you sack a manager in November, I believe. Uh, your options usually aren't great. Look at what Man United has right now. Yeah, you know, coincidentally, we we took Conte, Before you know, a week after. Out. Exactly. So that timing worked out perfectly. You know, what? Where would we be if they took Conte? Would we be stuck with him, or we got the? Who knows? You know, we'd get a caretaker manager for, and just be a mess. So. Um, the the thing that bothered I do like Conte. The thing that bothered me was you know how emotional he'd get from one week to another, but I think that's uh, who he is. And so I think the team is adapting to who he is and uh, he's adapting to who, who we are. And then obviously the uh, mid season signings of Betancourt, who we haven't talked about today, somehow him and obviously Kulu um, they've, they've uh, obviously been two huge signings and we're not the same team we were, 
before then. The, the Tottenham you faced in December versus the one you face today, they're basically two separate clubs at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And, point. and so yeah, that's a good thing. And then, yeah, as far as his future, uh, I think Conti stays. Um, even if we don't make top four, should we be able to obviously retain Kane and um, make one or two signings? Um, as in our chat today, I said we might as well just buy the best 11 out of Serie A at half the price of middle middling to average players such as Doherty, you know, for the same price. All right, we're running. We're going to love talk about Betancourt, of course, one of the best signings of all. As I was saying, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, probably the best uh, signing um, this season by any club for the for the amount we paid for him, twenty one point five million. But running out of time, final question here is: Will we beat Arsenal, and will we be top four? Terry, <coughs> quick. Yeah. What kind of Spurs fan would I be if I said no? Yeah. I mean, can we beat them? Absolutely. Um, Will we beat I mean, uh, yeah. And, and uh, top four at this point, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we can do it. Oh, I mean, I, because I'm a big fan, I got to say yes. Uh, but, you know, in the beginning, uh, I, I, I should, well, when we got Conte, when he started, I thought, okay, top six is going to be successful for us. I still think that'll be a successful season if we finish top six. Um, could we finish top four? Yes. And do we beat Arsenal? Yes. What do you say? I, what do you say? About uh, I do think we will beat Arsenal. Um, it's at home. Uh, I think, yeah, there's, there's not going to be any complacency with that one. So that you can, you know, so no There'll worries no on that. There, no. <laughs> exactly. So that we don't need to worry about. Um, top four. I'll I'll be optimistic for the first time and say fifty one percent chance of that. Um, the the only the reason there's a forty nine percent of me saying no is because there's just a lot of things out of our hands. Yep. You know how Arsenal performs uh, outside of, but yeah, exactly. But uh, we do have an easier run in um, than Arsenal, so. I have a good feeling. Um, I have a fairly optimistic feeling. I have to say, if we win all our games, we'll be on 78 points at the end of the season. 78 <laughs> points, most teams will be in the top four. It's whether we can win all our games, because we know not every team is going to win all the games. <laughs> uh, look what happened to Chelsea yesterday again against Brentford. So, uh, win all the games, win every cup final, uh, trusting Conte, I think we can do it. And also, when it comes down to it, we're going to take them down. That's my view. Right, thanks, guys. I just want our last come on you, Spurs, before we wrap it all up. And let's hope we um, go from strength to strength, right? Yes, sir. Good time. Come on, you Spurs. Thank you for the time. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs from you all. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. There you go. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.